Welcome to day 262 of the New Way. I'll read John 13, 12 through 17. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. We saw Jesus washing the feet of the apostles last time. When Jesus returns to the table after washing their feet, he tells the apostles that he wants them to wash one another's feet. Some churches incorporate a special service called foot washing that is very beautiful and touching. But foot washing is more than just symbolism and beauty. Jesus is teaching us how we need to treat our fellow followers. Let me reread John 13:15 because it is sometimes used inappropriately. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Do not interpret this statement to mean that Jesus is indicating that he is only a teacher or example. He is our teacher and our example, but he is also our Savior and Lord and King of the universe and God Almighty incarnate. And without him, we have no hope of conquering sin and gaining a right relationship with God. I want us to look at several aspects of foot washing. First, foot washing requires us to bend over and get into a physically lower position than we are used to. I've met followers of Jesus who would be horrified to bow before another person, especially certain people. Yet Jesus' worth and value was not threatened by his physical position. We often prefer to do ministry while standing tall and being recognized. How much more effective we are when we relate to others as lowly servants. We are much more effective sitting down and putting our arms around a hurting person and crying with them than standing aloof and preaching at them. When we are willing to serve people in Jesus' name, it is the exact opposite of the world's king of the mountain attitude. Secondly, foot washing gets your hands wet and dirty. In some cases, I'm talking literally. Binding up physical wounds, cleaning houses, or helping someone move can be dirty work. Sometimes it's exhausting as well. And when you foot wash, you may also encounter a spiritual burden and physically feel their pain. But when one follower washes the feet of another by listening, by caring, 
by becoming emotionally involved, there is an indescribable bond that happens between the two. Then we can pray for one another as brothers and sisters with a passion and new understanding. Also, foot washing means doing what it takes to get problems solved. We are not called to be foot inspectors. We are not here to examine feet and criticize their filth. We are called to be washers, and that means that we expend whatever energy it takes to complete the task. Also, foot washing enables others in their journey without regard for our own. We must put our problems aside if we are going to minister to others. Foot washers don't get equal billing. I'll wash your feet if you'll wash mine. That does sometimes happen, but it's very rare. And finally, foot washers give with no expectation of praise or thanks or returns. They see the need and they reach out to meet it. While the world serves in order to be recognized or honored for their service, being a foot washer means that you serve without regard to anyone else noticing, but you have the assurance that God sees and rewards and blesses you. I hope you will be a foot washer because remember, that's Jesus's definition of greatness in his service, Dale.